0: everybody Four Fifth podcast here another exciting episode i'm metal matt with me as always is big john stud wild bill the j-lo evening Hello. fellas evening. on the one of the first cold and blustery evenings we have here it's been kind of warm so far up until like the past like two days
1: well the weather i guess the weatherman knew that bill was gonna be on the podcast today so they
0: <laughs> the weatherman weatherman call that forecast right oh four fits recording tonight it's gonna be a cold one
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you even have on your winter hat yeah <laughs> then people in yeah then people in buffalo are like that motherfucker Yes, right all we wanted to do was
0: watch the bills this weekend we can't do it now because of wild bill roeder wild bill roeder <laughs> I guess we're gonna to have to like they're like the you know they're they're moving the game to Detroit so they can play in the dome. I guess we're gonna to have to relocate our podcast to like a you know a a, a warmer setting. Yeah, I mean they're calling for. i, like,
3: I mean, you to going to Detroit. To go to one magnifies headquarters. There
0: you go. you they're, yeah, they're calling Next. for this episode brought to you by.
2: <laughs> they're they're calling for like four or five feet of snow in Buffalo. Geez, like overnight for, or like yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I yeah. It's, it, it's a lake effect thing. It's,
3: it's affecting my, uh, my parents are coming after Thanksgiving and it's kind of, they're trying to determine when they can get a break in the snow out there. Cause they got hit end like end of last week and they're getting like, maybe, like half a foot a day, a day, and so, but they're supposed to get like a little clearing. So they're trying to see when they can shoot out to get, you know, to get out here. But it's, yeah, no, nah, it's, you know, it's, Like, different pockets are getting hit pretty hard right now.
0: Glad you brought Thanksgiving up. That was something that we we, we missed on the agenda, when we were coming up with this agenda. Real quick, real quick, just round robin. Uh Favorite Thanksgiving side? Like, side dish?
2: I'm just going to have to go with
0: good-ass mashed potatoes. The taters? Okay. Taters. All right. I'm a stuffing guy.
1: You know, th- there's something about the fucking uh, string bean casserole.
0: Okay, with the little, bean, fucking, oh, with my the my little nuts in there, like the little like
1: no sprinkles, light, the like, like
3: cheese. You put like bacon bits and like little cream sauce. The mushroom. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's like um those those onion those like, yeah it's the onion, onion crunch. Uh, those little fried
3: petals, the little fried
0: onions. yeah! yeah. I know my um, my folks used to put like the little like those little thin walnut.
3: Yeah, you do that almonds too. That works or too.
0: almond or almonds, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. really? With the with the with the with the onion crunchies, Bill, uh, Bill, Bill 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 is definitely not a cranberry guy.
3: Fucking, I can't stand cranberry sauce. It's Disgusting, <laughs> so disgusting. Oh,
0: um, man, I don't, I don't mind cranberry sauce. It's but I'm just not, I'm not going
3: for it. You know, I like. I, like, uh, I don't know. I'm going I'm gonna hijack everybody. I like going. Mashed potatoes, digging a hole in the middle, shoving a bunch of corn in there, and then put a little gravy on top. All right. Bill knows what's up. That's, that's like a little,
0: that's little a little, little, there. Mashed potato corn volcano. I feel like I'm
1: sore. I generally don't have corn for, for Thanksgiving.
3: Oh, yeah. I have a little bit of corn. You got
0: to have
1: something
2: like cream corn or
1: something yeah. like uh-huh. that.
3: Yeah, dude. Oh, cream yeah. not- corn is even better, Jesse. You get a little cream corn. That's even, you even a notch better than the healthy corn. Bill of a cream on that shit. Okay. So is
0: everyone, is everyone straight? Watching sports and football on Thanksgiving, or do you pepper in a movie somewhere? No, it's football. Okay, because, all right, growing up, we used to do like watch football mostly, but like after dinner every once in a while. I guess this was back in like the blockbuster, like movie rental days too. It was like, well, we rented Total Recall. We only have it for like another day. We got to watch it like another time, you know? So
1: it was more like, when the leaves are done you can you can come in and eat
0: yeah, <laughs> damn <laughs> we're rough rough over there i <laughs> to have to talk to Steve <laughs> get the four one one on what, 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 what was going on Nah, we were we were it was pretty it was pretty chill. We used to play, so when we got a little older, we always played football, but like when we got into like. Like, er, like our college years, we would still get together and go up to the soccer fields. And someone thought it was a great idea to play full tackle, Ugh. like full tackle. Full. And and a couple of our buddies were, uh, were went to Catholic school. So they had friends from neighboring ta- towns and even ta- like from the other side of our town that like, you know, they – they didn't go to public school. They went to Catholic tab- tab- school, so we didn't really know. We only knew them from like seeing them around the neighborhood or whatever, but they would come they would come and play and like they didn't we didn't know them from anyone and they didn't know us, so it was like it was like we we wanted blood against. Them, you know what I mean? It was like it w- it was crazy. Our one friend like blew out his knee the one year. It was it was not good. I think that was the last year we, we did full tackle.
1: I think I was that wasn't it in a field behind your uh, uh, parents' house?
0: We did, a, yeah. Well, where in Berlin or we're in Albany? Yeah, it, it was like the next street past your parents' house. Yes. In, in the soccer fields. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. played that. I remember playing one year. You before. remember playing? Was it full tackle then? That's two hand touch. I don't,
1: yeah. I don't think it was. tackle. You
0: played two hand touch. Yeah, then it was downgraded to like a rough touch, like a rough two and touch. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's the year you're talking about, John. But a couple of years before that, it was like we would play like full on tackle. And I, that was like terrible idea.
2: I think at our right, age, I think that's kind of the right before Thanksgiving dinner. Like,
0: yeah. sorry, mom. I got, oh deep, my God. Deep, yeah. And my,
2: and my arms bent around. You're wrong so way, lumped like, up. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Save me some leftovers. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but um, yeah. All right, good. Yeah, because I mean, this is you know the the week before Thanksgiving, we had to get a little bit of you know, getting the spirit a little bit.
2: Absolutely. What's your What's your dessert
0: choice? Of apple pie, vanilla Um, ice cream, pumpkin and whipped cream. Yeah. See, I'm. It's not the taste of pumpkin pie I don't like. It's the texture. I'm. Could never get into the and like, do you eat your pumpkin pie cold or warm? Cold. Yeah. See, I don't like that.
2: But but I mean, I'll I'll also
0: I'll fuck with the room temperature pumpkin pie. Yeah. There's right. just I something don't. about the the texture of it. I just can't get like the flavor of it's fine. It's just I just never got into the texture of it, and I I just like apple pie.
2: And and I mean, you can't you can't go wrong with the diabetes inducing uh, pecan pie either.
0: Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Like for the
2: longest time, I thought they were terrible. And I went to my mom's for my uh, stepbrother's wedding years ago down in Georgia, and I had like a legit like Southern style pecan pie, and I was just like, "Oh
3: shit, balls! This was good." Yeah, <laughs> a good good pecan p- pie fucked you up. <laughs> no, fuck you? And in then, a good, way, in a good way.
2: Yeah, and then that <laughs> that's
3: like the so wedding. Sweet, it's like oof woof. Yeah, natural some some shit. We like that was the night before the wedding, and
2: then the wedding got drunk, left the left the thing, went to a um, went to a drugstore, bought a twelve pack of High Life, went to Crystal, which got is drunk, like a, got drunker. Got well, so I got a a twelve pack of beer. Went to Crystal, which is like a southern version of um, uh, White Castle. Got Mm -hmm. a got a sack of burgers and just got (laughs) and got just shit housed in the hotel room, eating eating uh, eating little tiny uh, sliders.
0: It was so good. I don't want to know what that hotel room smelled like Uh over the the next twelve hours.
2: and and i just poured i just went to the ice machine and filled the sink up with ice and just all the high
0: lifes were just in the sink that's classy
3: that is that's, that's a good move right there
0: it's a classy move it works cool. i mean i mean it's definitely functional awesome well fellas i think it's time to uh i think this episode is all about recap of uh, doing a recap on uh the Philly sports landscape here oh boy. um uh and I also call it the coming back down to earth episode <laughs> because um you know it's been been a couple weeks since our last app we've all been busy and um i th- you know the day after we recorded our last episode was the start of game 1 of the world series so not that long ago that like you know we had we had two of our and i will say two of our major sports teams now jesse yes there are two the union is now officially considered in my eyes a major sports team okay
1: whoa whoa whoa
0: okay (laughs) hey man so we had not only the phillies embarking on their world series Right Which was the first game was played the day after we recorded last, which we won in Houston, big win, right? but we had the union, you know, yeah, you know. on the hunt of their championship quest. and you know we had the Sixers popping off, everyone has, was hyped for the Sixers, and then the, the our undefeated Eagles. good time to be in Philly, right? I mean, uncharacter, uncharacteristically good. Time to be in Philly because one, well, why do I say that? Because we're usually pegged as like the underdog bum team, always counted out, never expected to win. And look at us, we were destined to win maybe two titles within the same week. Uh, you know, undefeated football team, you know, this revamped Sixers team that's, you know, ranked very high in the power rankings to win, you know, to win it all. Um, Flash forward about two weeks, and uh, we we very quickly came crashing back down to earth. Um, we're back to the um, the Philadelphia that we all that we all know. Um, Phillies will lose the World Series. Union lose their championship game against LA. Oh,
3: pause you there, real quick. Union didn't lose their game. They choked their game away and stopped it. Thank you, Bill. Because they choked
0: their game away. Continue. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Nope. Nope. Valid. They choke their, they choke their game away. Um, the Sixers come out looking like a hot mess. Uh, and the Eagles have proved that while they, they remained undefeated for another week or two, they they, it seems like they've kind of touched down to earth a little bit here as, as well. Um, they, one of their wings just got clipped. So, um, I, I guess w- let's start with the Phillies. Okay. Let's recap. Now, I'll go first. Thank you very much. Uh, on our last episode, I compared them to the 2001 76ers. Um, and as this World Series, you know, played out, I feel like me personally, I think my analogy still holds up pretty strong. The only difference is that the Phillies got one more win than the Sixers did in the series against the Lakers. Now, when you hit five home runs in a World Series game, you better win that damn game. History making game. They got one more win. It was exciting. It was a hell of a ride. Clearly, we overachieved. The Astros proved to be the better, the better ball club. And once they got, once they pitched the no-no, like Bill said, you're you're not coming back from that. Um, but hey, we'll see what happens. We'll see what moves they make in the off-season, and um, and see if they can repeat the run. I don't know. I mean,
2: they're going to be better next year. They're they're going to be a better team next year. They're going to have more pitching. They're going to have more balanced offense. Um, the the you can't say that milk. There, that uh, Topper made a lot of mistakes. The one, the, the one thing that I think he screwed up was the, um, was in the eighth inning, they should have done a safety squeeze with a man on third base with one out. Like You should have done a safety squeeze there. You put all the pressure on the defense, and you'd probably score a run there. They don't. Brandon Marsh strikes out. Next at bat, pop up, that inning's over. Following inning, uh, you can't have a harder hit ball off the wall. The, the guy bounces off the wall, making the cat, making the most ridiculous catch that to Rob, a probably a double from JT. And then that smoked shot that, what was it? Uh, Schwarber hit up the first baseline that, you know, nine out of 10 times, that's a double down the first baseline. And a guy that shouldn't even be in the game. And the only reason he was is because the starting first baseman got hurt in the inning before. He makes a ridiculous play and ultimately that kind of
0: that's baseball that, baby
2: that yeah that killed the Phillies and and that was it but I mean I look forward to next year like I said they're going to be a
0: much better team um so yeah we've got our manager yeah yeah
2: and, and I mean you've got this you've got the starts of a really good team um you've got a decent one too but you know you're you're And maybe Ranger can make that next step and really become a solid pitcher next year, but you still need another, you still need another arm. We, we saw it in the world series. We saw it in the world series. So you need another pitcher. And honestly, you need a bat to break up the Castellanos, Schwarber, Hoskins. You need another bat that can get on base somewhere in that lineup Um. And maybe, maybe Reese is the guy that has to go to help facilitate that because I mean, my man had made some, you know, and it's so tough to single him out, but who Reese? Yeah. I mean, he, he went no funk in the world series cause he knew he was going to eventually he, he went no funk in the world series and he kept making co- costly, costly fielding errors in the biggest mm-hmm. games. Like I, I had no ill will towards him. And if, if he's our starting first baseman next year, let's go. But you're either gonna you're you're either gonna see the Phillies upgrade second base or um short second or first. So basically Stott's gonna go wherever you know the other guy doesn't go, it's second and short. And then if neither one of them get upgrade, upgraded, I think Reese goes and you upgrade first. But and I mean, it'll the, 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 I think the offense will work better next year, the second half of the year when when um, Bryce can play right field again, and you can put Castionis as the DH, and that takes some pressure off him, so hopefully he can hit a little bit better, and but you still need you still need another bat in this lineup somewhere. They had what like 80 strikeouts in the World Series, like it's just too many.
0: Castellanos is going to end up like hitting like 280 all year.
2: I mean, well, and that's the thing. Like every time Castianos
0: has cha- changed teams, he's had a
2: the the first year he's he had a bad he's had a down year, and then the next year he he kind of finds a stroke and and he's fine. So hopefully, you know, that trend continues with him. So, but I keep hearing Trey Turner. I would love to see Trey Turner in the middle of this lineup.
1: Yeah. My my recap of, of the of the Phillies World Series blunder was I thought that the game the series was lost when they pulled Zach Wheeler and that pitcher Alvarado. Yeah. Alvarado and then Alvarez. I Alvarado Alvarez I getting confused. Alvarado Alvarez hits the what's a three run home run while we were up like one nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the nail in the coffin of Of that of it of the series um that was it i mean again it's interesting to talk about i brought up the last episode about the the Allen iverson comparison and for the sake of a lot of phillies fans i hope that it i hope that bryce harper doesn't fit in that category but i mean he had a hell of a he had a hell of a world series run hell of a world series run um but you know it means nothing without a championship right I mean, the biggest thing that I learned and I, that I watching the World Series kind of solidified it was what pitching. Pitching's everything. Um, I know you got to score runs, but if you have good pitching, you're going to win. Um, this team yeah. still lacks pitching. And no matter how many sluggers you put up there to hope and pray that they're going to hit home runs every time they're at bat, you know, the, Schwarber had a great postseason run as well. I mean, he was hitting dingers like every other game or consecutive games or so on and so forth. But at some point, the bats kind of run out, you know, when the the problem is, I think you need your your bullpen, need a better bullpen, your two starters. I mean, Nola got lit up one game. Um, Wheeler had a pretty good game that that last game um, going like six strong. But you need you need pitching and until they really focus on pitching and. Stop worrying about the other bonehead stuff we got going on.
0: Be all right. Yeah, I think they just had the stronger arms to your point, John. Like, I mean, these guys going that deep in a season, pitching all season, and then going through the postseason into a World Series. It's like it's just whose whose pitching staff is going to fizzle out first, you know? Sure.
1: And and Jesse, to your point about right field, like I mean, we know my thoughts on Harper, but like the way Castellanos played right field, I know he hit like shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, his defense was. But his defense was pretty darn near awesome. Yeah, yeah,
2: it wasn't. He wasn't like
0: that was his only saving grace, really. I mean, yeah,
2: he didn't cost the team many. I think he played a defense, you know, comparable to to Harper.
0: I mean, he when hit I into think, a couple
2: double plays and drove you but. Well, it's, he just, they need to fix his swing because he swing, he attacks first pitch and the pitchers know it. So they're putting the ball where the only thing that's going to come from it is, is a weak ground ball up the middle. Like if you're going to attack first pitch, you have to be able to get your bat through the zone really quickly. So I don't know if he was hurt and trying to play through it. Or because he's, if you remember, he started off the season like hot. Yeah, he was, he was helping carry the team and then he got hit. I think he got hit in like, like May and he wasn't the same since he got hit. So I don't know if, I don't know what it was, but, um, yeah, I, I, but again, they're they're going to be better next year. Like they've got a lot of money coming off the books, and there's a shitload of really good pitchers, free agent pitchers that are going to be on the on the the horizon. And the the Dodgers and the, the Mets aren't going to be able to sign, aren't going to sign them all. So we'll be able to if we want one of them, they'll be able to go get one.
1: And then you got so, another problem: with Bryce Harper hurt again. So how long is he going to be for? And
2: you're he's going to throw a guy Tommy Johns. Out in right field? Well well, no, they're gonna like I said, they're gonna do what the what the Angels did with Otani. So Harper's gonna get Tommy John, huh? <laughs> Make a <him> pitch. <laughs> no, so when <laughs> when when Otani got Tommy John, he became the full-time DH until he was cleared to throw. So uh, that's what they're gonna do with Harper. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do rehab, and then he's gonna do rehab through spring training he's going to come up with the club and he's going to be the DH until probably the second half of the year. He's going to become the right shielder again when he gets the all clear to throw. But that's, that's the plan. The, um, they're going to do exactly what, what, what Otani did. I wouldn't be surprised if they use the same doctor. So, Mm. and that guy, you know, Otani was able to swing the bat, you know, perfectly with it. It's, it's the weirdest thing in the world like the, the ligament when you're swinging a baseball bat the ligament isn't needed but when you have to throw a pit or throw a baseball without it you can't do it so i mean that's the one good thing that harper will still be able to dh while he rehabs when, um, he
1: gets, when he gets his surgery is that like how long is that because this is the the end of the season like way past the uh, end of the season
2: I think, they, I think he's going to miss most of spring training, and then he's probably going to be doing like an extended spring, if I remember what I was reading. Um, the, the, that plane was contingent on them not making the World Series, right? So that probably pushes it back a little bit. But, yeah, the plan is that Harper will DH to, to earlier in the season, and then um, he, he will eventually become the right
0: fielder again. Bill, I'm bundled up. I'm. I feel a cold, blustery breeze heading my way. Let me put my hoodie on. I'm curious to hear your your take on the on the Phillies.
3: They overachieved. You can't be mad at them. They weren't a World Series team. I mean, that pitching staff was a joke. That bullpen was a joke all year. I mean. They they got hot at the right time. They you know, I think you saw what star power does in, in sports. Bryce Harper when Bryce hits that whole team is different. It's just he electrifies that team and I mean we we were a good team, but I mean, yeah, you know, I, I think the Braves were a better team. You know, we just got them at the right time. Um, but and we got lucky that we didn't have to run into the Dodgers. That was that was huge. But we actually played them pretty good. I actually wanted to play them over the Padres. Uh but, no, I mean, I don't know. I think baseball's so hard to say because I think our division's probably one of the best in baseball. um I think it's gonna be tough next year. I think the Braves aren't going anywhere, the Mets aren't going anywhere. um Marlins always beat us, so it's like you know it's I think it's uh i think I think with this team, it just shows just win and get in that uh you know that that we played well, you know, I think we had a couple questionable moves late. I don't think, I think Topper broke a really simple baseball adage. Never take out starting pitcher. If he hasn't given up a run in a game and he took out Zach Wheeler for Alvarado that game. I mean, that's like, I'm not blaming Topper for the loss. He made a lot of right moves, you know, but taking Wheeler out of that game when Alvarado wasn't sniffing anything Wheeler was throwing that game was pretty boneheaded. Um, but you know, again, we didn't score any runs, so it doesn't really matter. You know, I mean, we scored well, well, one. We lost four to one. But um, now I think, I think that uh, we just saw what this Phillies team is. It's you know, we got w- the first few games against the Cardinals and the and the Braves. We were hitting it was like three something with two outs and runners in scoring position, which is not sustainable. But I think it was after the Atlanta series, we were like. I don't want to make up a number, but it was, like, fucking insane. We were, like, four for 45, the like, in scoring position. Like, the bat just, we went back to the old Phillies. Either we hit home runs and win, or we don't win. And, you know, and that's what the playoffs does. It weeds out the competition. So, I think Jesse's right that we could be better, but historically, we don't sign pitchers. So, I'm not holding my breath, Jesse, in any capacity. I'm I think we-
2: it.
1: They're gonna, just, sell,
3: they're gonna sell us on Wheeler and Nola when Nola was proven he couldn't handle big games, once again. Um they're gonna sell us on you know whoever they're gonna throw out there, you know, you know and and, and I I don't think we're gonna get a hundred million dollar pitcher in the offseason. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But,
2: well, I mean the the one good thing is the guys that I would go after are either um DeGrom or Verlander because I think they're not gonna get while their year to year um, will be high, I don't think the length of the contract is going to be ridiculously long. And really, the Phillies just need one more really good pitcher for like two years because they've got uh, Painter and Abel coming up who are like, I, I understand people always get, you know, roll their eyes when they're talking about prospects, but like, what Painter and Abel have been doing down in the minors is better than what Aaron Nola did in the minors. It's like Cole Hamels level dominance in the minors. Like these two kids are going to be the truth. And the one thing that I read is it's just like, they're just not ready. They need like another year in the minors, they so you don't rush it. So, like, if you could get a Verlander or a Degrom to just be the you know to be the guy for the next two or three years, so then there's no pressure on Painter and Abel when they come up. You could have really the start of something special. So, we'll I mean, we'll see. And hopefully, we don't trade them away. Well, and that's the thing. Like, a lot of teams tried to get them this year, and that was the one thing that um, the Phillies were like, "We're listening to a lot of stuff," but. Don't even bother calling about those two. They are untouchable. So I mean that's the one good thing. It's like they Dombrowski knows what they've got in in those two young pitchers. And it's like it's it's excellence. You don't give that away.
0: So we'll see. We will see. So let's pivot now to um the Philadelphia Union. Do we have to? Yes, we do, Jesse. We've I mean, been waiting to hear this recap. We need to know was, what went wrong, so especially for half the podcast uh, members here that either don't don't care, don't care or right. don't understand or don't care to understand. So I watched, the, by the way, I did watch. So the the, game. the the first, I did watch. I watched the end of the game. I watched the, stoppage time. The first, which thing I that still doomed, don't understand.
2: But go ahead. So the first thing that doomed them was their captain, Alejandro Bedoya, who is, he's the heart and soul of that team. His leg, he basically gave up his leg in the dying minutes to help them be New York city and win the the Eastern conference. He blew his hamstring up. So he wasn't able to play. And while his position isn't the sexiest position on the field, for this offense to work, you kind of need him because we don't have anybody else that can be that does what he does. And um, so the young kid they put in in his place was was not had a had a terrible game. He was responsible for the first goal on the free kick. Everybody goes up for it. He turns his head, balls glances off his forehead into the net. And then from there, the union were chasing the Union tie it. LA go back up, the Union tie it, and now you get into extra time. The LA goes ahead again. Or no, it, or no, it was tied at that point. And, um, it went to a the, shootout. Yeah, so it's tied in, in extra time. So in championship games, you go to extra time, which is two 15-minute halves. There's no golden goal or anything. And then if it's still tied at the end of that, it goes to penalties. So in the second half of extra time, they had a beautiful b- ball that was played to Corey Burke. He's going in on on net. He's going to score the goal to put them ahead. LA's keeper comes out, breaks his leg, making the save, gets a red card. The minute that happens, my sister's like, oh, well, you know, the union, they are they're, they're up a man. I'm like, they always manage to shoot themselves in the dick up a man. They... They're one of the worst teams playing. I don't know what it is. They're just terrible playing up a man. They, they eventually score the go ahead goal. And then in stoppage time and extra time, because of the broken leg and everything,
3: LAFC is
2: able to put Gareth Bale on. There's a, a missed tackle in the midfield ball goes down the, the flank. It's recycled into the box. Bale scores, goes to penalties and it all just falls apart, and they 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 miss penalties and and they lose and the The kick in the nuts is if that keeper doesn't foul Corey Bork there and Burke can get around him and score, Bale never comes into the game, union win three two in in extra time and it's it's all you wrote, so i mean it's they they you know they choked it away, like they had the lead, they had to kill Alf. Five like five minutes, five six minutes, and they they couldn't do it. Now you know. Granted, La puts on a, a ridiculously good player and Gareth, Gareth Bale, who all he does is is win win finals. Like it's his his record is in world football is ridiculous. The amount of like uh, titles he's won playing for like teams like Real Madrid, like it's it's ridiculous. He, Jesse, he wins.
1: You got to tell him about the goalie though.
2: So, the the ultimate kick in the nuts is
0: on top of all the other kicks in the nuts. I was going to say we already had we already had a major kick our, in the nuts, our, but we, we had a kick in a, the dick first. Then now, then be major kick in the nuts. Now this is the ultimate kick in the nuts. Okay. So the backup keeper is
2: um, Philly kid played for the Union. Came up with the Union. Almost had to quit soccer because of like concussions. Wait, had to on LA. Yeah, so he used to play for the Union. Um, John McCarthy, he was a tremendous penalty. He is like the guru of, of um, stopping penalties. In fact, in a Open Cup final, the Union subbed in John McCarthy to try to win in penalties, and he almost did it. Um, it's the Nick Foles
1: goalkeepers.
2: Yeah, he's he's ridiculous. So he's he's like the night, like almost had to, I almost had to quit playing soccer because of concussion problems. Had to wear one of those like weird soft helmets for a while when he played like the nicest dude you'd ever meet, but he was never going to be the guy here because of, of Andre Blake, who's the best goalkeeper in MLS and um, his contract expired and he decides to, to take other avenues. He goes to LA and he gets put into the game because the keeper breaks his leg and it goes to penalties after get Bell ties it. And it probably doesn't hurt that he was on the union last year, so he knows every one of those every guys. Every move. Every move. Every move, where they're going with the ball, what their tendencies are. This stuff the stuff writes itself, I'm telling you. So yeah, I mean I mean, they, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year and lost. They made it to the finals this year and won, like it's a hell of a run the you know the unfortunate thing is they just sold one of their um really promising young players for like nine million dollars um and they're about to lose their outside back, who is probably the best right back in m l s He's probably going to go to Europe as well, so hopefully they take that money and, adva- and spend it on the team because if they don't, this team will not be as good as they are this year, next year. So, but I mean, it was a, it was a fun year. Um, I didn't have another heart attack that day, which was, you know, Hey, there's a, there's a win right there. Two two thumbs up. I only got yelled at, I think once for being a little too excited. I got yelled at once um, during the, during the game. So yeah. So yeah, kicking the nuts, and I, I guess that's the ultimate. The other reason that they are now a true Philly team. It's just like when they had the opportunity, they choked to it away. Play, well, no, it's like when they had the opportunity to win a title, they're like, you know what? I'd yeah. rather tear your guts out through your asshole and then show them to you as you die. Like, all right, and that's that's, that's, that's a that's a sound light. Light, right? But I mean, it's but like it's not like the Eagles haven't didn't do that to us every year you know for they,
0: 14 uh, years or uh, however the, long
2: yeah the the Andy Reid era of yeah. like you know it's like this is the NFC championship championship game we're finally going to fucking win and then you're like well maybe next year i feel like i'm going to throw up now so it's you know it's
0: rinse it's, and repeat
2: it's the it's the same thing but i mean they had a they had a tremendous year um and hopefully they can hopefully they can take the next step next year hopefully
0: so we'll see. Well, here's the hoping. Here's the hoping. Bill, the only other person who quasi understands soccer on this podcast, care to elaborate?
3: I think Jesse hit it on the head. Just you can't got further than last year. But I mean, uh, it the to score a goal in stoppage time. You have in four minutes to kill and get that. With Garrett, I mean, it's just like the soccer gods are against you. I mean. How, how hard it is it's like teams that could be wrong but i'm pretty sure teams usually don't lose with after they take a lead in stoppage time because it's just so hard these guys are running on empty yeah. like you get a goal in it's like all right just and it's just somehow these guys just i, I don't it's know it's like
0: the sixers are up by 10 on the warriors and you got three minutes to. St-
3: not even three minutes. It's like you have like a minute and a half and you're up nine on the Warriors. But you
0: know? have Steph Curry on the other you're side. Like, all right.
3: Just don't just, score just, nine you know, points in 30 seconds. Yeah. It's like don't – like you're up a goal. And th- don't collapse. Don't let any breakaways happen. What do they do? They must have tackled in midfield. It's like what the fuck are we doing? Like, like it's un- – it was like literally like day one. It's like day one soccer shit. It's like wait a minute. That just that's, – that's how he just lost – like it wasn't like all, <laughs> off like a set piece or a corner kick, and it was like all right, you know, crazy shit happens. It's just fundamentally, let you miss a tackle at midfield, and then you, I, I just I was just like, I don't know. I think he might jump out the window if we keep talking about the union. So maybe we should, <laughs> we should treat we should shift gears to disc golf finally. I mean, uh, the Eagles. I don't I don't know. It's the, the, I don't know the differences. Disc
0: golf or Eagles? I mean, we're gonna be t- you know, Bill, you just. We won't know the difference. We won't know the difference. Well, yeah, so I mean, all right, to round out the the recap trifecta of the of coming down to earth in Philadelphia, the um the Eagles um I guess you could say got embarrassed on Monday night. Um uh, yeah. no, there,
3: John not approved. The Mathers unapproved take. I mean,
0: can we chalk, can we I chalk it up as an embarrassing loss, I don't think or is it a a a a well um um a not well deserved loss, right? I well, think. maybe the, the way that they played, um, but you know, as we were talking about on the uh, before we hit record here, there was you know, there's 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 obviously two two um two opinions on and, and viewpoints um that are ca- kind of getting carved out between between us on who's ultimately responsible for this loss right is you know some of us are thinking defense others are thinking offense some of us are pegging the coaches you know and the way that they they planned and schemed for this game the others are is more leaning to the, the execution of, on the players. And
3: I, mean, play. I think it was a little bit
0: of everything. I think it was like <laughs> perfect. I think it was the perfect storm that, you know, I mean, all, all undefeated teams are, are due for what one thing, a loss at, at some point. And, Unless you go to the Dolphins.
3: Exactly, John. They all another another case of bubbly went out to the. That's it. They all. I saw
1: Larry, Larry Zonka tweeted that night. He was he was like, "Thank you so cigar. much, and he was drinking like some scotch. I was like, you know,
3: "John, mess. it's funny you say that because whenever I think of that, I think it was one of the best shows ever. Was Inside the NFL on HBO with Len Dawson and Nick Bonacotti. and I was thinking Nick Bonacchi." Like, smiling like with the groups when like the one year like a team was like nine and zero, ten and zero, and he was like whatever. and Then like they lost, and he was like ear to ear. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was so great. It was Nick Boone and Cotty. It was like, oh, there it is. What a fucking show!
1: I think that like, listen, as a fan, you always want your team to just win, go undefeated, win every like, game, win every game. The when I turned off the television and I kind of had that like that breath. And I was like, you know what, this is probably a blessing in disguise that we got our dick kicked in to, to quote for forfeit podcast.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. I don't think it was embarrassment by any means. Like I think, you know, getting embarrassed is like to the point where you're, you've lost the game into like the second or third quarter. And it's like, you have no chance of winning. I mean, we had many chances to come back and win um, this game. I mean, start off the bat we we came back and, and scored score a touchdown after getting pounded on. Um so I mean in that aspect like sure it's 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 upsetting when you lose. Um but I mean in for my opinion like I kind of emulate what what, what coach said and it's like we lose as a team we win as a team and players, coaches, front office, everybody. I don't I don't blame anyone specifically. There was a there was a litany of problems and, and, and issues down to what Jesse said in the beginning. And, and, and when we started texting during the game, I, I didn't really, I really didn't take much um, stock in the special teams until like the second half when, the Sipos went to punt it and then kind of like, Oh my God, that was, that was crazy. It was a fake or what? And then now that didn't really screw the game. up. No,
0: it wasn't a fake. I think he was like trying to save his head from getting knocked off his shoulders. I think he
1: knew it was going to get blocked. So, I mean, good, good work by him, but you know, all facets of the game, there's issues um, coaching offense, defense, special teams. And it sounds like there's a hole there in the defense and you know, Three, four days later, we're already going out and trying to fill that hole, you know, fill that spot. So that's um, that's encouraging. I mean, to go out and, you know, get Ndamukong Sue, Linville Joseph and, you know, try to fix the problem, I think, is is admirable. And we'll we'll see how it works, really. There's not many teams that like there's glaring holes. They go out the next day or next couple of days and go, you know, let's go try to find this this person, this person. I mean, Odell Beckham is a perfect example of a guy who's out there right now who like I know a lot of teams who have, have lost wide receivers and he's still sitting home, you know, maybe that's because he's still injured or whatnot. But, you know, kudos to us for going out and spending the money. And, you know, we obviously think we're good front office coaches, players. So they're they're stacking the deck and, and it's going to be exciting to see. And we got a couple tough matchups coming up, but I, I think we're I think we're going to be all right.
0: Oh, we're definitely gonna be all right. I mean, whether you get embarrassed or not, or whether you think it's an embarrassment or not, I mean, a loss is a loss, but mm-hmm. it's it's how you pick yourself up and move forward. And and to your what you said, you know, right there, John is like that. You know, how we just you know went right back to work the next day and closed out some deals. Got some got some guys in here that can that can uh, hopefully you know um, you know carry us through until until we get healthy in those spots, you know, that, that are, that are, that are needed. Um, Cause we exactly. can all agree that, you know, the Jordan Davis injury, I mean, it was just like a huge factor in, in, in this riverboat, Ron put all his chips in that, in that basket and, and uh, cashed in pretty well, you know? Um, and let's just, you know, let's not forget, you know, like he's a hell of a coach. I mean, you know, and that's, that's one of the things, like you said, like, the teams teams win as a team and they lose as a team. And I think, I think, uh, I think, you know, the coaching staff definitely got, got out coached a little bit in that game.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he responds. I think that's the yeah. most important thing. If you come out and Indianapolis runs all over you and you're down two scores at halftime. Oh,
0: man. And they're feeling good, man. Jeff Saturday, you know, they got new life, new energy. They're feeling they're good. They
2: played the Raiders.
0: I don't care, man. I don't yeah. care you play who's on the field, you know yeah so I mean, we'll see, we played the commanders and lost thirty two to twenty one Yeah. So. back up stiff who you know whatever yeah and, and and to a running
1: back who was shot like two months ago and like just i mean ran.
2: that that dude. That dude could play. Like he was a legit player Roll coming tied.
0: out of the- Roll Tide, John. I mean, You're I know John. John's
2: gonna break my fucking balls, but like, <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode that of that. That, <laughs> that that dude is is a. Fucking they didn't give it to grand-
0: Gibson enough, my opinion, and as, came- as my fantasy football team teammates agree with me. They didn't give it to Gibson enough, even though he got one touchdown.
1: I mean. Yeah, well, you you could bring up a good point about Ron Rivera. Like, I never, I was never a huge Ron Rivera fan, but I mean, people forget he did take or lead the Carolina Panthers to a Super Bowl. They didn't, win. oh yeah, and yeah, forget about that. You know, it comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree. Um, you, the the, the Commanders now are just a, they're they're just. A, I mean, they they led into that in the Monday Night Football. That that organization right now is in a little bit of a uh, hot water. Uh, to 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 say the least. So for him to get 4 or 5 wins so far, good for him. they they need a quarterback. Terrell Heineke's not the guy, but they got pieces around them the, and and I think we even said that, you know, leading up to this when we hit record was that, you know, losing a game like this makes the NFC East even more it's a squeeze. Cool. It's a squeeze and I think that um, I think the
0: is our season going to come down to the last three weeks, like Cowboys year, yeah, and the Giants.
1: A, every year we have a uh, a game that we were like, we should have won that game. And this could have, this could looking back at the end of the season would be like, man, if we, if we had, if we won that game, is that last game against, you know, the Giants really that serious or worth anything? Or are
0: we taking a week off? You know what I mean? Right. Are we are, resting everybody? Yeah. You know? I mean,
2: they the the one good thing is the teams like the the teams that we're chasing or that are chasing us for the for the buy, we have tiebreakers overall. So that's the one good thing that you know that we do have. So um you, you just need to you just need to tighten everything up and, and move on from this. Like th- that safety made a hell of a play on A. G Brown um, to take away what would have been a touchdown. Quez Watkins loses his goddamn mind should have just stayed down. And that's a fumble The, you know, the refs shit, the bed on the, on the tackle, the face mask tackle that hurts our, our starting tight end. So like, I'm not blaming it on the refs. The, The Eagles were more than capable or culpable of shitting themselves. And they, you know, they did. So now, now they bounce back. And you know, you, hopefully the two guys that they signed to, um, help plug the, the the middle of the, the defense can help because Fletcher Cox, I've been saying it all year, thanks for helping us win the Super Bowl, but my man, you are fucking cooked. Cooked. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, these two guys, you can get a better rotation and you can attack the center a little bit more and you don't allow the running backs to run all over you because the next couple teams you're playing are... Are teams that have no no problem running the ball, so if if you if you allow the Colts to run on you they're gonna beat us um if you can stop jonathan taylor we're gonna we'll we'll dog walk them and um it's the same with every other team that the, those next couple of teams like if we could stop the run we're gonna win every one of those games there's not those next four games there's not a team on that thing on that those next four that that we shouldn't beat if we could stop the run. There, there's just not. We are the better team in every one of those games. Um, so you know, and we'll 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 just see what happens. I mean, the the crazy thing I think with some Eagles fans is, you know, they were, I think, had like Super Bowl, you know, like this undefeated run that wasn't going to happen. They were going to lose a nah. game. But the the big thing for me is this year. I wanted to. The only thing I really cared about was seeing our young kids play and see what we had in Jalen Hurts. We've got a starting quarterback in Jalen Hurts and we've got a pretty good football team. So the fact that we have a chance to make a deep run in the playoffs this year and have two first round picks next year and one of them is going to be a top five pick next year, like Howie Roseman is going to be able to draft the best, one of the best players in college football next year that's not a quarterback. Like He's going to be... Hunter. huh? A punter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I already know the guy. I already know the guy that I want them. Don't to... you say Don't what?
3: you say Don't you say. <laughs> <Will> Anderson, <laughs> you say it? Here we go. Don't
2: uh... you
1: say
3: it? Here we go. Will Anderson.
2: John, you. Will yeah. Anderson in college. Will Anderson has a be- has had a better career than Michael Parsons had at Penn State. Like Will Anderson is a freak of nature. And if he's available, you we have a need at defensive end.
0: Here's we
3: absolutely question. do. Here's yes, a question Bill. for you guys. And yeah, John loves these hypotheticals. Well, what if, what if we had DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson didn't have to draft Devontae Smith and have Micah Parsons and had it kept that first round pick and got like Kyle Hamilton or something this year? Would this team be better off?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't know because I think the, I, I really feel like the AJ Brown and, and, um, Slim Reaper, those two together. Well, I think those two together unlocked what makes Jalen hurts special. So I don't know if you, if we have the quarterback play that we have out of Jalen hurts without the guys that how he drafted and traded for and everything like the good and the bad of it. You
1: know, well, let's unravel the hypothetical here, right? Kyle Hamilton, first round pick. Chauncey Gardner Johnson gave up a fourth rounder for him. A fourth leads, and a fifth, I think. Fourth and a fifth leads the league in the interceptions. So I'd say, like, check mark to CJ CJG GJ CJ GJ. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Check mark there. Um, who was the other one you said, Bill?
3: Justin Jefferson and Michael okay. Parsons.
1: Justin Jefferson and Micah Parsons?
3: Yeah, because we could have drafted Parsons instead of Reaper if we had Jefferson the year before instead of Rager probably.
1: Yeah, and Justin Jefferson. Think. How many playoffs games has Justin Jefferson played?
3: I, I can't answer. I guess zero. I don't know. Did they, they make Thank playoff play?
1: They get zero. So, I mean, one thing we've learned is one stud wide receiver isn't going to get you much. It's nice to have two, maybe three decent wide receivers like we have. So I, I would take that. Micah Parsons, nah. Okay. I'm okay with that. Like Penn State, linebackers, pass, hard pass. Hard no, pass. We,
3: we don't draft talent from our own state. We let it go. Robbie Anderson, undrafted. We don't want that clown here.
1: Lashawn McCoy, you know, leading rusher. All Brian time. Westbrook. Brian Westbrook, no big deal.
3: What did Shady play? win again? Oh yeah, not Super Bowl.
1: Uh, are you gonna don't you dare slander B West? Listen. No, I, I like I like the hypothetical thought about it. Sure. Like the DK thing. I mean, listen, looking back on the JJ Ortega White side thing, it was the wrong pick. I think we are we all understand that, but we're not in we're not in purgatory because of it. You know what I mean? We're not sitting here with another bad wide receiving court. We went out and made made moves. Uh, I think it helped Jalen hurts this year. I think it it was, uh, something that needed to get done as far as the defense is concerned. Like the defense is the least of my worries, as far as personnel is concerned, like, like, the, like Jesse said, we don't agree on a lot, but next year, Fletcher Cox, probably gone. Jared Parnett's probably not here. Brandon Graham, maybe. And then you got Jordan Davis, you have draft picks Free agents. Are going to want to come here. Um, and then your from an offensive perspective. What really do you need other than maybe a running back? And I'm I don't mean to fast forward to the end of the season, but I think the way our our roster looks right now, would I want Justin Jefferson? I mean, sure, maybe. In hindsight, that was the that was the right pick. But if you have Justin Jefferson, do you have Devonte Smith? No, or do you just have Justin Jefferson and Zach Paschal. You know what I mean? Or do you just have Micah Parsons, Jalen Rager, and you know, uh, I, I'm I'm just you know Julio Jones or something. You know what I mean? So I think we gotta when you look at our roster top to bottom and and the way you know AJ Brown plays plays out of his mind when he when he when he isn't hurt or everything else. So I don't know. I don't know if that answer your question.
3: No, I, I'm not passionate about it. I just put it out there.
1: <laughs> I'm not passionate. <laughs>
3: Our defense just sucks and we have no pass rushers. So like I can imagine if we had, like mecca Parsons like the closest thing to LT since LT would this defense be like night and day. Because that's the one thing we don't have. We don't have a pass rush, it's a joke. So and our and our cornerbacks, I think I think this team, but the only thing that worries me about this team, and again, thinking one, you're not and the not throwing shade at it, is that we have a lot of names, like 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 and Sue, he's a name. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't signed for a reason. Nobody wanted him. I mean, if he was, if he's, if he's this elite guy still, why is he a free agent? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, mean, we need it. It's a good move. I'm not trying to downplay it. It's just, I, I don't want to follow Ooh. this team. Ooh,
0: and put my hood up again. Listen, I it's getting cold over here. We, we love
1: this. This podcast loves stats. Let's also just put it in perspective. As of currently, stat, fit. stat fit. As, as of currently, right now, 2000. 12 i'm sorry 2022 the eagles are ranked fourth in total team sacks uh tackles interceptions we've have, we've have, we lead the league with 13 um interceptions oh, that, like that vikings game helped a lot you know like so we're not that bad so i i,
3: I don't know i'm not saying we're bad i just i i just uh um we got a whole other half of
0: football yeah
3: i've I've been seeing this like team like like i i I guess like just really like except for the cowboys game i guess and that was for the backup quarterback like we haven't really beat the hell out of anybody i mean every game we go up 20 we win by a field goal or a touchdown so my thing is it's just you know like is this team like ready to like ready to roll and it, and they got eight weeks to get it ready i mean Slay said today we're in a super bowl that's great the launching we're about with beating the colts let's worry about that it's like you know um so no i mean it's it's not doom and gloom i mean the teams eight and one you know they're on track to be the one seed in you know in the conference again which is fantastic um it's just this team i don't know like on defense i don't i guess it, it goes down to like i don't know what we do really well you know what I mean?
1: Intercept the football.
3: All right, but that's like, like you don't. I mean, yeah, turnovers are big, but when, when you can't stop. I mean, when you, when you, you we're good against crappy quarterbacks. So we're not going to be playing Jared Goff. We're not going to be playing Davis Mills. We're not going to be playing Tyler Heineke come playoff time. So my thing is, it's you know, it's, it's great. We beat we beat the hell out of the, of the crappy team. but so we still don't beat them by a lot of points. It's like, what are we doing? Like how many games this year have we just been like in the fourth quarter? Just relax, enjoy this win. It's like every you know. I mean, it's been what a couple games that I'm not shitting on. I would say I would say two games. So all I'm saying is we're eight and one, and we could easily be five and three, but we're not. Well,
1: so what you're saying is you'd feel a lot better blowing teams out by two, three, four touchdowns. Not you feel a lot better.
3: Yeah, well, and, and, and the reason I'm going to say that is because not like you have to do that every game, but when you're up by that many and we let teams back in and we we, we, we hold on, it's like, okay, we've gotten lucky, but, you know, this is Jared Goff we're doing this against. This is David Mills we're doing this against. Like, we start playing, the, you know, the whoever it is, the Bradys or whoever's in the, the, the playoffs, the Jimmy Gs. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, you know, I guess I just want to see what this team, you know, and hopefully they step up. I just... You know, don't – I don't know. I just feel like you know, the team just has – you know, it's, it's still it's just still early in the season, so they got to find an identity. But I, I guess I just don't, you know, know how we win football games. You know what I mean? Like, last year we were a running team. We ran the ball at the NFL in rushing, and so we won. This year we were doing really good in rushing. Now we're throwing the ball all of a sudden 30, 40 times the game again. Uh 40, but – I think what adds to
0: what you're saying too, Bill, is, you know, is – you know we're eight and one on paper. That's very impressive, but we're still the Cowboys and the Giants are on our heels.
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, and and hopefully we beat them, and that's fine. I mean, and I, I think we should, and I think we're gonna. I, I mean, I'm not going into the picture, and I think we're gonna win probably 12, 13 games. Like we, I think we lose maybe three or four at most, which is a great season. Not downplaying that at all. It's just, I guess, I just watch this team sometimes, and I just. And I guess it's just early on. I I, I guess I I feel like we don't play with urgency at all, I guess. Well, I haven't seen that lately from the team. Kind of like we go through the motions. We're the Eagles. We're eight. And, like, that's what I felt the entire first half that I watched on Monday night was, we're eight and uh, we're the Eagles. We're going to win this game. Thanks for playing Washington. And they came in and said, fuck you, dude. We're going to beat you tonight. Yeah. They did. And, again, the season's not over. I mean, we can learn from this. But, like, I feel like we came in smelling ourselves. I knew we were in
0: trouble when they threw up the stat of the time of possession, like at the start of the third quarter. And we came out the start of the third quarter. We got the ball to start the third quarter. And it was like, I think Jesse, you said it like we were on the field for like 30 seconds. We couldn't stay on the field. on offense. I mean, they converted
1: like 23rd downs or something.
3: Like <laughs> yeah, it, was, yeah, it no, was, you know, so, but again, you know, it's, and it's, we're human. The NFL, like, there's only one undefeated team, well, and well, two, but one complete season for a reason. It's, you know, I think I saw a stat this year. Um, I don't want to misquote the number, but I think 68 percent of like the NFL wins this year are by one touchdown or less. So think about that. It's I mean, some even tight in games. the 17 year. I mean, you go back to the 17 year. I think over. I think at least half our wins were a one score a game. We we just closed it out. So, I mean, that's a big thing, though. I mean, closing games are huge. So that's why I'm not, like, doom and gloom. But let's just be real. I mean, you know, that Detroit game could, could have gone. Like, a lot of these games were like, that's it. Well, so, Detroit,
0: was, Detroit was, like, an early onset of, like, man, we've got some problems, like, letting teams in, you know, and playing down to their level, you know.
3: And oh, that's what I'm saying is hopefully coach, you know, the coaching staff, the players learn from this, and you know, you know, make changes, and just, you know, I guess finish the games better or start whatever. But it's just, I don't know. I think just, I think Monday was just like not back to the drawing board game, but a game. If I was a coach, I'd be like, all right, we got a lot of work to do. Like this team's eight yeah. and zero and eight and eight and one, but you know, we could easily be four and four with with with, with this mentality the next eight games. Like we got to come in hungry against the Colts.
2: I, I think they will like the, 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 I forget who it was. I think it was like AJ Brown. that was just like, I'm, he was like, I'm glad we don't have to fucking hear about this. You know, the potential undefeated thing. Like now we can just focus on every week, just going in,
0: getting the job done, staying healthy. You know, it's like, that's, they don't have to deal with it anymore. They can just play. And it's like, um, it's almost, if I'm on the coaching staff, I'm almost like, I'm almost glad it happened, and I'm glad it happened now. Earlier on in the season, because they can use like the the old Chuck Daly, you know, trick of of like reminding them, "Hey, you can lose. Teams can beat you. You are beatable." You know, let's not forget that. So,
3: I mean, we're a good team. So, I mean, I think yeah. We're- make some noise i think injuries yeah. are the biggest x factor obviously Jalen stays Absolutely.
0: healthy health
3: health, health. jay brown i i think those are our two big you know but I, but I hope this was just a reminder that we're pretty good when number one hands the ball off to one of our running backs like so let's not lose sight of that you know we got three decent ones back there let's yeah let's run the ball more than t- two times in a uh, half of football yeah like that's kind of just like that's andy Reid shit that's like You know, my, you know, that that's Nick being like, Oh, we're eight, you know, and that's kind of what I was saying. It's like, Oh, I can go back to doing what I want. It's like, well, all right. But just doing what you want work. No, it's not like what this team is. And with what Jalen is still, he's a good quarterback, but nobody fears Jalen. If teams, if team, if we, if we said to teams, listen, we're going to have Jalen be dropped back in the pocket pass 30 times a game, teams are going to lick their fucking chops against us taking putting not that Jalen can't be in the pocket sometimes he can't but taking Jalen I don't know just I feel like we've had success and now we're going away what we got successful with you know what I mean like
1: scramble very much on Monday night and I think that one thing that I felt like and I've said this before here is that this is the first time in a while where I felt comfortable knowing that my quarterback given given the time or not enough time Puts them in a good position to win a game where I haven't felt that in a long time here. Yeah, and I, think when you watch that game, that last, not the last turnover, but the
0: throw, the, the AJ t- Brown interception, that was a dime. It just, yeah. it just didn't, well, it just didn't pan out.
1: But I'm talking like the end of the game. Basically, we were driving. We needed to score a touchdown. Queswak, Jalen Hurts, to Bill's point, in the pocket, throws a fucking deep ball. Quez fucking drop dime and he falls down, gets up and fumble that, that drive most likely would have ended up into a touchdown or points. And I think that changes the trajectory of the game to everyone's point here though. Like, yeah, if you're up two or three scores, it's touchdown and a field goal. Maybe you don't have to worry about that as much and maybe you're not being overly aggressive, but we had the chances to win that game. We just, didn't execute correctly and made dumb mistakes and penalties yep. and so on forth. But I think it's what
3: Bill was trying
0: to get at Yeah. It's I think what Bill was Yeah. What Bill was trying to get at was I think what kind of annoyed him and I, I totally kind of felt it too was yeah, we were like I felt like we're, we're the Eagles we're 8-0 no, this is the commanders uh, we'll just we'll turn it on mm-hmm. you know, when we have to and they did
3: Ding, 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 ding and this is the show. and this and, and this 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 is an Alabama, Louisiana Tech, all right, where you can just turn it on because you're acting. You got class, them. This is paid athletes with millions of dollars and and a good coach and the level of the. I mean, even though know, we were eight zero and they were four and five, I mean, first of all, you know, the eleven point spread was laughable. I mean, that was insane. Um, but uh, yeah, like you said, NFL, like the level of Diction between teams is razor thin, you know, and it's a, yeah, it's just one of those that again, it's it's good if middle of the season, it's good to get it out of the way, like you said, you know, it sucks that it's against a division team. Like I'd rather just be against like the Colts. Like I'd rather us have beaten the Redskins and then shit to the bet against the Colts, you know, like yeah, kind of mm-hmm. like whatever because it's like the division game, you know, it's it's tough, but you know, it's 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 not it's not, it's not, it's not the, you know decrippling or whatever. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's just one of those that, it's a shitty way, and, and it's a national game too, so it's just like a double whammy that, you know, this is what we put out, put out on the field for a national team. But, you know, this is why you practice all week, And but again, the Colts aren't, you know, the Colts aren't, I mean, they, they just beat the Raiders, and the Raiders are a shit show, but, I mean, the Colts aren't going to roll over. I mean, that's, you know, this isn't going to be Eagles winning 42-10. <laughs> I think this is like a 27-20 game. Mm-hmm. I, I really do like i think colt's have a solid defense and we're gonna see the best running back we've seen all year and believe me and colt's are gonna hand the ball off a lot and, unless we stop it and that's gonna be the big thing because yep. you know it's the you know then but it's it, but, but i would say colt's it's crazy that jeff saturday is their coach and a month ago i was watching him on fucking get up with my Green oh, yeah. <laughs> or whatever yep. yeah. you know but yeah no yeah that would be all right. I think I, I think we should win on Sunday. You know, win's a win. But I feel good about it. Yeah. No, it's just so, you know, I mean, hopefully they come out. They probably got damaged, embarrassed on national TV, and we should hopefully win a game where we're not texting in the fourth quarter halfway through, what the fuck? Come on, defense. Like, it's maybe we're up. Okay. Almost
1: are well, asleep, okay? Uh,
3: well, I knew it was coming. Listen, <laughs> I, I saw it was coming. I was like, listen, this team's playing uninspired. You know they're not running the ball. They're back to the oh, I'm you know I I'm gonna outguru you. It's like all right, well how'd that work, guys? And we don't forget we scored the first touchdown, so we got outscored what thirty two to thirty two to fourteen the rest of the game. I mean that's yeah, not good. That's the
1: last touchdown doesn't really count, but
3: no, but that wasn't on the scoreboard. Okay,
1: <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Uh, 11 point swing though. When you look at betting, that's a
3: bit. I mean, the watching the highlights, the question, I changed the game. I mean, we that
1: that was 11 points, right? mm -hmm. That touchdown at the end, the Devontae Smith lateral that's got scored. What's that put it at?
3: Uh, that 11, yeah, it was a push.
1: push. (laughs) Somebody. (laughs)
3: that was so great yeah you're right you're, you're yeah. right it's uh that
0: would have been a scott van pel would have
3: been a scott van
0: pel classic right there they would have they would have teed that <laughs> yeah. one off
3: and oh the crazy thing was in that pass to Devante, even though he lateraled it that won me my berlin game i won 100.0 to 99.9 9 off that jalen pass play
0: there you go
3: yeah 5. mine 5. was a slow mine was a slow death uh, Matt, Matt was wearing his Antonio Gibson hat in the first quarter. Oh my god, I
0: needed, I needed, I needed so much to Gibson.
3: And then she Dallas get got shit to play like a pussy the rest of the game after that. Didn't first get enough. Quarter. Didn't get enough. Oh I goodness. don't understand it. Dallas Goddard six seven, a goddamn monster. How does he have ten twelve targets a game? He gets like five passes a game. I don't
0: know. Would have loved 10 t- 12 targets that game, Bill. I would have won. Go outside.
3: Go outside. Go outside.
0: But. Anyway, moving on from the birds, I think I think we're all. It's all safe to say that you know we feel pretty confident going into the second half of the year here. I don't think I don't think the sky. John, you want to look out your window one more time and make sure the sky isn't falling.
1: I don't know. It's getting a little low. All
0: right. Well, I mean, we'll see. Maybe Sunday it'll 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 get a little higher, back up to normal normal height. Awesome. Anyway, let's round out the episode with a, a fun segment here. Um... There's a there's a an a nostalgic um, uh, a favorite of ours from the eighties and nineties that's kind of getting brought back to life, right, John?
1: That's it, that's it. I think we should ironically, since it's Thursday, we'll get a little throwback Thursday here. You know
0: there, we there we go. There we go. We'll be
1: fitting with without a little Huey Lewis in the news for a throwback, right? Yeah. For our first inaugural forfeit throwback Thursday. Talk, right?
3: Love
1: so, this. so, so the one one thing that I've been doing recently, as you guys probably all know, I like I do a lot of collecting eagle stuff, right? A um, little memorabilia here and there, but recently I've been doing a little bit of antiquing. Okay, not ashamed to admit it. Kind of fun.
0: Wow, we're, um, we're officially getting old, J, J love We're <laughs> antiquing now. Antiquing, it's bad. Right, gray, gray in the beard, you know. So,
1: it, this is this is one of those things where I'm like. I saw this and I brought back memories as a kid. Do we all remember what these were?
0: Yeah, Yeah, man.
1: The old starting lineups. The old starting lineup, right? And it got me thinking about starting lineups. Bill, you probably remember these because you probably used to steal them at Bradley's. And (laughs) there's said So these were starting lineups, right? Uh, Fun fact, does anyone know who invented the starting lineup?
0: I do. Did you do do. research? Pat,
1: Pat McNally. All right. Pat McNally. Very good. Former NFL uh, player for the Bengals. Somebody did, I, somebody did research. I love it. I absolutely love it. Pat McNally, puncher Cincinnati Bengals. He was basically like the old school. Think of like Taysom, how Taysom Hill now is. That's what Pat McNally was back in the day.
0: He's like the Ryan Fitzgerald or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. Pat <laughs> Harvard, the old Harvard so he fun
1: fact, Pat McNally, Cincinnati Bengals, punter, wide receiver, uh, Believe, i believe he went to a pro bowl and whatnot he was another f- great fucking quizzo question college he was football the, hall of famer college football hall of famer he was also the only player to score a perfect score on the wonder league test for all you quizzo fans so good one to remember all okay right. uh, i'll great
0: work cup, that one down
1: great cup bill um, anyway so pat mcnally uh, ends his football career, right? Ironically, sells his condominium to the executive marketing president of Kenner Sports or Kenner Toys, right? Mm-hmm. Which, if you remember, starting lineups are the, they're made by Kenner. Um, originally, the, originally, yes. So the, the the guy he sells the condo to, that's the, the marketing guy at, at Kenner. Is like, listen, we're we're looking for some new ideas. Do you have anything, right? This guy from fucking Harvard. He has some ideas like he he's like, man, it would be a great idea if we had like actual athletes, but they're dinosaurs. And the fucking guy from Kenner's like, you're you're an idiot. Go back. And come up with another uh, another idea. So and Bill, this is very interesting because it come, it kind of parallels into your Bradley's G.I. Joe story. Pat McNally was going down the toy aisle and saw a Bazooka Joe character, uh, G.I. Joe character. And if you remember Bazooka Joe, he wore a Patriots jersey. Right. So he saw that and he sort of had this idea that, you know, why don't we have – we have heroes like G.I. Joe. Why can't we have the everyday heroes like Walter Payton and Joe Montana, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? So Pat McNally brings this idea to Kenner. Um, they like the idea. They love it internally. What happens? He has – the problem was at the time, um, the NFL was going through a lockout. So they, they gave Pat McNally $100,000 to keep this idea under wraps and seven days to go get the license from the NFL. He ends up doing it starting lineup ends or starts, excuse me. They did it for 14 years. From I wrote some notes down 1988 to 2001, right? Mm -hmm. At the time they were, obviously you guys remember I have a, I have a box here, right? They had the, the, the the card, right? You had the actual like player. you know, you could go check off all the shit that you got. Another fun fact was they were also done regionally. So in the Philadelphia like DMA, like you could probably only get Philly guys. Whereas if you're in L.A., you could get Chargers and, and, and Raiders and everything else. And if you're up north in like Boston,
0: you can only get the Patriots guys. I'm sure two, you know about
3: them. I have, <laughs> a jo-
0: I have a Jordan starting lineup with a coin. Excellent. Excellent. So Pat
1: McNally comes up with this idea. He gets a royalty for every starting lineup sold. They grossed around over $700 million. So Pat McNally, you know,
0: is the math,
1: do the math there. He also has his own figure, which is kind of awesome, right? If you were the guy who uh, came up with it, you can get your own figure. Um, the, The demise of the starting lineup was obviously Tom McFarlane and the idea of more realistic characters and obviously they, they started to get less and less players, um, as it gone as it went through with like Kenner toys. So they sort of like went away. They came back in 2014. They did like in stadium um, giveaways. I think they did one with like Jameis Winston's on the Bucks. And then the trademark sort of lapsed. And then recently it was just it was bought by another company. And now they have like $50 basketball toys. Hasbro. Has- Hasbro. Hasbro bought, bought it. So just a little throwback. Thursday fun. I've been I've been collecting the entire eagles starting lineup set i'm down i need like two more they're super fucking expensive when they get super rare so watch out do your best ebay
0: and the new ones that are coming out now are going to launch with um nft cards
1: oh i mean we're already top of that because bill's right now working on the nft for us
0: (laughs) yeah and um not just you know so like 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 they did, I guess, back in the 80s when you were talking about, you know, they did those regionally so you can only get a certain amount, a certain type of players in certain regions. The NFTs, there's going to be, um, in my research here, there's going to be like your typical NFT card, say for like LeBron James, you're going to have, you know, know, probably, you know, they, they do... Um, say they make a million LeBron James NFTs. So maybe 20,000 of those million are going to be like these, like, like exclusive NFTs. It's um, kind of crazy,
1: right? You have know, something from three ninety nine, dollars right? Helmets. I mean, remember, some had like basketball nets and, you know, hockey yep. nets. Right? We always remember that. And now $50 for these. Yeah. $50. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like it, it it makes me wonder like kids today and like collecting and I I know like a lot of kids are
0: too now, busy. 50 dollars in the box or $50 or just the figure. That, the new starting lineup that Hasbro Oh, the has, new one. I thought you meant the old one cuz the old uh, ones didn't really hold their value so too well. The, no, the older ones
1: were I have a I have a couple And I,
0: I'm willing to bet the Pat McNally <laughs> mold it probably looks like the Randall Cunningham mold. Um, the molds were, you know, back then they were just, they were terrible. I yeah, they, mean, they were... looked nothing like, I had a Patrick, I have a Patrick Ewing, I have Patrick Ewing, Dominique Wilkins, and I forget, some schlub on the Spurs. Um, and they, oh, they almost look identical. They just put like a box throw on Ewing and a slightly smaller box throw on Wilkins. You know, it's like it was, they were pretty, it was pretty yeah, I, archaic, the molds, but
1: we've all seen like the McFarlane's and how like super oh real compared yeah. to this, they are, yeah. but like, yeah, McFarlane's are like 30, 40 bucks now. Like, you know, looking at that starting lineup that Hasbro has just come out, I saw the Joel Embiid, LeBron, Giannis, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Super realistic. It's like bigger of a toy. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, this as like a kid growing up, the size it is, it's like I don't know, four inches, or whatever. Four like, inches, yeah. And you got the card. And some have posters, like it. It and now it's NFTs. It's it's I don't know. I, maybe it's me being old, but yeah. I'm kind of like the nostalgic of me when I started to see a box of these and digging through them and like finding some, and I'm like, you know, I, I wish toys could go back to this. You know, the little GI Joes, you know, and and just these little things that people can collect and, I guess basically the licensing is the biggest thing. I'd like to talk to some sort of uh, licensing guru to understand like what the licensing cost for uh, Kenner when they did these, because I think today, um, you know, with, with the, with the growth of uh, baseball cards and, and what they're doing um, toy, toys and kids today, I think would really gravitate to something like this at a price point at like $3, $4, $5, if they could do it, it's just like a no brainer.
0: So. Well and they and then they started doing the sets so and the series yeah. one so like they had the dream team series oh. i remember um and then i think the last starting lineup release was the two, in 2001 they did a baseball series i don't know who was in that but that was like the last the last thing they did but yeah they got pretty extensive they did some boxing they did racing yeah, they did. A some, they even does things. some Olympic figures. Like, yeah.
1: So they, I mean, they had a lot of different, I mean, they hit all the genres. I think there was, I think NASCAR was even in there, if, I, if I'm not yeah.
2: mistaken. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I mean, $700 million, fucking great idea Pat McNally. You know, I hope you're in, on your fucking yacht somewhere with like a, fuck with, with a bunch of your fucking gold plated starting lineups hanging around your neck. He's chilling.
0: I'm, I'm sure, sure he's John's chilling. Nally.
1: We should find him on twitter if twitter hasn't shut down by now so we'll
0: get him him on the we'll get him on the pod hell yeah our interns are 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 hot on the hot on the pursuit talking to his agent now that's it Uh, yeah that's
1: the podcast throwback thursday segment.
0: and that's how we ended here so for myself metal matt big john stud wild bill j-lo be good stay healthy and covered